Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are two weeks away from Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania coming out, and the hype train is just a-rolling. All that and more of that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Oh, Jeff. We've already recorded this section of the podcast once. We're back yeah. to try it again because Patreon was a mess this week. We told, uh, we, we welcome. We're gonna we're gonna be talking about some feedback on this episode, but we and we had recorded this long thing to tell you guys about the new plans for Patreon, um, and then we went on to Patreon and. We had all the changes made, and Patreon then we went, shattered our plans. Yeah, Patreon shattered our plans. So, just to give you guys a heads up, we are. This is the deal. We are pushing the Patreon. We are trying to put a lot of new energy into the show, and we're going to put a lot of new energy into the Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/MCUcast. That's right. That's right. That's the main headline. Is that we got new stuff coming? There will be like some very deliberate like Patreon exclusive stuff in the past. We've been very hesitant to do that mainly because I just have this like, Oh, it's, we made the content. We put it out into the world. It's for the people. Let's give it to the people. Yes. And I feel like we up till now have short shrifted the Patreon patrons because we don't give them enough bang for their buck and they are giving us bucks and we want to start doing that more. So the, we, we've completely changed all the levels on Patreon. It's $5 a month to join. Um, you get, exclusive Patreon episodes. We're at least going to do one a month. We've got some really cool... We're going to be doing... This is my favorite thing. We're going to be commentary tracks soon. Yeah. Uh, leading up to the new movie. So starting in March, we're going to be doing Guardians of the Galaxy commentary tracks on Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, leading into 3. Like, that's, that's, that's exciting because it's going to be like literally watching the movie with us and we're going to talk about the way that like the movie's interacting with what we're thinking and stuff about the new movie yeah. coming out soon. It's going to be really cool. So that's we're one of the talk coolest. talk over the movie. Exactly. That's the, the plan. things that you love. <laughs> that is the plan. Um, so we're going to Patreon. <laughs> you want us to talk over the movie you love? Give us money. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's one of those things. People have been asking for commentary tracks for years and we haven't done them uh, partially because I, I always felt weird about it. Yeah, I always feel like my opinion can't matter that much to talk over the movie. Right, a little bit. Like, that's kind of how I felt. But then I thought about it, and like, I feel like on the Patreon is kind of the perfect place for it. And so, yeah. like, it, it just fits in very good, well with the vibe of, of, of what the patrons want to hear. So we're going to be doing that. And the idea of doing them for movies that are leading into movies that are about to happen, that just is really cool. Anyway, that's one of the many kinds of Patreon exclusives that we're going to be doing. Um, but we're going to be doing Patreon exclusives every month. Uh, we're going to have you have all your episodes are ad free. Five dollars a month, you get to skip all the ads. Um, and with it being Patreon, you can inject that stream of those ad free episodes into your favorite podcatcher. Uh, most podcatchers, yes. Most of your favorite podcatchers. Basically, you don't have to go to Patreon just to listen to those episodes. That's right. We've got an explainer on how you can actually take a patron exclu exclusive patreon feed and drop it into your podcatcher which is really really cool so that that works with uh, apple podcasts it does not work with spotify currently but there's a lot of uh, like other podcast apps it does work with so we've got a whole yep. list and a whole explainer on that so once you join the patreon you can get your own rss feed with those patron exclusive episodes um you get early access basically whenever possible, whenever we get an episode edited and we're scheduling it out for a few days ahead like we do all the time on the feed, we just drop it right away on Patreon. So you get early access um, 
your feedback is prioritized. Uh, you get access to patron-only polls, and your name is listed on strandedpanda.com as a patron. Um, so that's the $5 level. Very cool. I feel like it's so much stuff for $5. Yeah. It's really freaking good. Um, then the next level up is the $15 a month level. Uh, all You get all those perks we just talked about, plus you get a shout-out on the podcast. You get to commission an episode. Um, you get to... Na- your name listed on the website as an Avenger. Sorry, the first Ooh. the first category is Defender. First one's Defenders, right? Yeah, the $5 Defenders, $15 is Avengers. Um, we're going to do a monthly Zoom hangout with all the Avengers-level patrons. Uh, and we're going to do a monthly raffle where you can win MCU cast merch. We're going to uh, raffle off guest spots on the MCU cast. You can come on and talk to us on the MCU cast. We've had a lot of people ask, like, can patrons be, can that be a reward? But everyone asks it, and it's like, hundreds we have over 100 patrons now and it's like yeah. there's just that we can't do it for everybody but we're going to raffle it off and maybe like every couple months have a patron on the show which is exciting um yeah and also just we're going to like randomly choose a patron every month and do something one of those things we might just like send a cool marvel t-shirt out or something just something like <laughs> we're going to pick something for you that's like a marvel thing some sort of raffle every month um for the $15 level patrons the avengers and the final level the Illuminati is ridiculous speed. Uh, it's uh, ludicrous speed. That's it. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I was thinking of uh, ludicrous speed. Spaceballs. Spaceballs. <laughs> the Illuminati tier is a hundred dollars a month. The Illuminati. Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> get get naughty with us, guys. It's a hundred dollars a month. <laughs> it's uh, you get all the tier, all the previous tier perks. Plus, you get a thanks during the credits of our podcast every week during the ending when we're saying, like, come to strandedpanda.com. It's also going to say, presented to you by our Illuminati patrons. And you're going to, your name will be in the credits every week with it. You're an Illuminati patron. Um, so that is really fun. Uh, we're going to also give you prioritized commissioned episodes. Normally, it takes about six months to get to a commissioned episode. Yours will be like as soon as we can do it. So you get to skip the line on commissioned episodes. And. You get free MCU cast merch whenever we make anything new. If we make a new t-shirt, if we make a new whatever, we, we will send If we you finally one. get around to making those pins that I've been talking about. <laughs> yes. We've got, we've got some cool merch ideas, and we're going to be doing that once we get the swag out for the patrons that we owe swag to. Um, okay. That, that's the breakdown. I want to get it out as quick as possible to tell you guys what it is and how excited we are for it. I love the simplification of it. Like Making it easier for everyone is going to make it more accessible, in my opinion. Yes, I think so too. Uh, and oh, <laughs> this is the big thing. So when you go to Patreon, this is the thing that messed us up last week and how why we had to re-record this whole thing, is because when Patreon mess Patreon is messed up and will not let us change to per month billing. Yep. <laughs> so it still says per creation. But that does not mean every podcast, that does not mean every week, we are only going to click that per creation button. We're only going to charge the patrons once a month. So once right. a month, we're going to be charging you, and it will still come out. If you've been a patron till now, you can go ahead and swap over. You won't get charged twice or anything. We're just going to hit the charge for this episode one time a month so that there's not... Uh, you're not going to get like 15 $15 charges. It will just be one. And you can also, when you set it up, you can set it up to be... You, you can It asks you, do you want to limit the number of... You can put one on there. We're never going to charge for more than one, but you can also protect yourself from your side. So that's the thing that we had to include in this restatement of this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. They're working on a fix, but they don't have it implemented yet, and we need to implement the new 
tiers now. Yes, we do. And I guess I guess I I know we're trying to do this quickly because the first time we did it also took us like 25 minutes to explain all this. <laughs> and so we didn't want to waste all your time. That's what we normally do, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we do here. We waste your time. <laughs> but what I really wanted to express to you guys is that... Um, so in 2020, this podcast network had the chance to, because of COVID, basically, and I wasn't working, I poured a ton of energy into the podcast network, and we yep. saw a ton of growth um, in the community, particularly. We did all the, that was when we did so much with the uh, uh, trivia tri- trivia nights, Stranded Panda After Dark, live shows, a lot more stuff that I really want to get back to. That was actually also when we started making more shows like Avengers Assemble, Pandavision. That's right. All of et that. Cetera. So then 2021 hit. And I had a lot of family tragedy happen. Uh, Jeff had a lot of stuff come up in his life as well. Um, I lost my dad and my sister. And y'all, was, y'all have heard me talk about my grief and all that when we were talking about all these Black Panther stuff. Um, but basically, 2021, 2022 has been way harder for me to put the energy into Stranded Panda that I want to be putting into. Like, I really want to be here and putting more energy into the podcast network. I miss it. I miss hanging out with you guys at all the Zoom calls. I miss the, I miss trivia night. I miss trivia night, too. Like, I miss all of it. I miss doing more Pandavision. I miss doing more Bingers Assemble. I miss doing more shows. I miss guesting on the other podcasts more. This redoing of the Patreon, making it simple, and also providing a lot more value to the patrons is a big push for me to spend more time here and doing yeah. more creative stuff here at the network um, and, and building the community back up and getting to do more, more, more community activities, more creative output. Um, and this is a this is more of a personal note, but it's looking like in a few months I might be it's very we'll say like eighty percent chance that I'm gonna be needing to take my niece in. Um and if that's the case So you're becoming a parent. Probably. I might be I might be becoming a a, a, a real Papa Panda. And <laughs> If that's the case, like I've been, I've been caring for her a lot this last two years. And when it's just me, um, I work all weekend. I work Friday to Sunday. It's tough for a musician to also be a parent, be a single, single parent, especially especially. a single parent. Yeah. A single parent who works Friday to Sunday is really shitty. Um, and I don't, it's, it's, it's been a really hard struggle trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I thought about like quitting music altogether and going to get like a job job, but that would mean even more time away from Stranded Panda because like, like, and I want to be, I want to be back here doing this more, putting out more, engaging with the community more, letting you guys engage more, creating more space for that. So, uh, this is part of our push that we're doing this year to try to build up Stranded Panda and let uh, me and Jeff and Ashley all have more time and energy to put into it. So if that sounds like something you want and you want to help us kind of reorient our whole lives to do more of this stuff, please support us on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash MCUcast. They say per creation, they're only once a month. $5 Defenders level, $15 Avengers level, $100 Illuminati level. Um, get get naughty with us, somebody. Come on. I don't know if anybody will go to the hundred dollar level. That's it's 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 a crazy thing to think about. But we know there's pandas out there with means who've thrown us crazy gifts before, uh, and we just want to allow a space for that. If there's someone like that out there, um, we don't want to like cap it. <laughs> anybody out there who can 
give at any level. $5 as much as a month is such a small. I, I did a little analysis of how many episodes we did last year or whatever, like over the last few months, and we averaged like 13 episodes a month. So at the $5 level, it's such a deal. And even at the $15 level, it's barely over a dollar an episode. If you like this show, I think it's a fair price for the content we already create. And if you want to see us create more of it, this is how it happens. Thank you. We love you guys, 3000. And uh, we're now going to turn it over to our previous selves who recorded this episode last week. <laughs> Take it away, past Jeff. <laughs> yeah, but I just got to give us some shit. I haven't even finished editing this episode, but we got so off the rails. Yeah, we did. <laughs> it's like so off the rails. We got so off the rails. We, we start like these Kang theories that just sort of spiral out of control. And then we're like, we're basing one Kang theory off another Kang theory. Also, yep. I think we started this episode by saying we were going to talk about, um, <laughs> talk about all the characters in Ant-Man. And instead we just talked about Kang for like 20, 30 yeah, minutes. It was, it was Kang and then Scott Lang in mm-hmm. relation to Kang. Yep. Just, just, just lots of Kang. It's Kang and Lang. <laughs> oh, the old Kangalang. Um, <laughs> so silly. Uh, it's like Bangarang, except Ant Man. Yeah. It's like Kangar- Kangaroo? Kangalang, Peter Kangalang. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to this. I know it's been a long pitch at the beginning of the podcast, but I wanted to give you guys a real breakdown of what we're doing and uh, kind of keep you guys updated. We'll, we won't do another one of these, like, whatever, 10 to 15 minute talks about the Patreon. It's still 10 minutes shorter than what we did. <laughs> Yeah, it's still 10 minutes shorter than what we did the first time. With the, you can tell we're like talking through it fast because there's just a lot to say. So anyway, we wanted to get in here in the feed and tell you guys that. And now to, to pass Matt and pass Jeff. Until last time, true believers. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to just talk about Quantumania tonight. Kind of like hype train, hype train this thing up. Yeah, I mean, let's see. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania comes out February 17th. We've got our, our Thursday preview tickets already, so we're we're going, what, tomorrow? Oh, sorry, two weeks from tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, tomorrow we are? I would love to go tomorrow. Uh, yeah, about that. <laughs> <laughs> this is part of the reason I moved out to L.A. <laughs> L.A. with your premiere. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, two weeks from tomorrow, we are going to uh, to see this this thing and. You know how we do. We've got we've got the whiteboard. We've got uh well the proverbial whiteboard. Um we we have theories, right? And we need to we need to put those out into the world so that we can say whenever the movie happens, I called that. You know, and yes, there's evidence. Do. There's evidence of us calling that cuz that's how this works, right? Yeah, we got to have evidence. Yeah. <laughs> so what's 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 the biggest thing? Where do we start with this? Like, what? Hmm. Well, we kind of talked about breaking it down per character. And, like, I think Kang is the biggest, like... I'm like, he's the biggest deal of this, this movie, for yeah. sure. Like, we've seen everybody else so far. Well, and, and, yeah, we've kind of, sort of, seen Kang as well. That's weird. This feels like it's going to be the the new like the beginning of what it really is like to deal with Kang because he who remains was such a different sort of spinoff of the character of Kang so I don't know I'm really interested to see how they treat time travel how they treat how Kang works like it's the multiverse saga he's a character that literally like uses the multiverse and sort of like I don't know (laughs) 
De- depending on the version of Kang, it's like he's either using it to build perfect versions of him in the future, like creating timelines where he's even more powerful, or yep. he's like in the you know the one we saw uh, with He Remains, he's like fighting with himself over power, or like a power struggle. And I'm I'm really curious how that will manifest in this world, you know? Yeah. Especially with, uh, you know, at the end of season one of Loki, when we saw the multiverse branch off and that was apparently what was expected. Like that was, that was what was wanted, at least according to what, uh, Mobius and, and B-15 were saying, um, that like, this is what he wanted or this is what he wants, or I don't know. Like, it's weird. There's there's going to be so many options, you know? Yeah. And having recently watched several of the or yeah, a few of the movies in the multiverse saga, like I we we uh we watched the Spider-Man 2 and 3 um very recently because the lady is catching up and like having having watched Spider-Man uh No Way Home recently like that is also weird compared to the idea of multiverse from loki and the idea of multiverse from doctor strange multiverse of madness like yeah like all of the the uh, people who know that spider-man is peter parker were coming to this verse but like it looked like they were behind a barrier and that barrier was kind of purplish and like that wasn't the view of like hopping between multiverses, I guess in uh, in other instances of the media. Like it's, I'm worried about continuity. <laughs> me, me too. Um, so far, I think that's just a result of the difference in the kind of uh, multiverse confusion we were getting. This was like a a spell gone awry. You know, we're not getting people traveling between multiverses very deliberately. It was like a sp- a, a magic spell gone awry. So I think like yeah. that's just a different kind of multiversal travel that's happening there. Um and and sort of the same thing with like what we saw in Loki is this very organized travel and then what we saw in uh Multiverse of Madness was a young mutant with like <laughs> multiversal jumping abilities that she can't control. So like yeah. they create like star punches portals. holes. Yeah. So we've got these three so far very different ways of traveling the multiverse. Doctor Strange can apparently manifest that with his power. Um America Chavez can with her power and uh and, well and Scarlet Witch could um using the dark hold she could like tra- use her mind to travel into other universes yeah the dream walking yeah so there's multiple ways that m- we've seen multiverse travel work um yeah and it's just a whole different thing man <laughs> they're all very different so far yeah so what is kang going to be using like what what's his what's his version is he going to be like in if i recall correctly uh his chair had a lot to do with it in a lot of media so like is it technology is he just does he have super advanced technology or is he a uh an inherent mutant is he a bit of both is it is it magic doesn't he in comics use magic as well as technology uh they're indiscernible from each other 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Um, well, we know he, we've seen his uh, stuff having runes on it um, and such, so I, I feel like it's very possible he's using some combination. I also am, for the first time, thinking about this, and I don't know why. Do you think the TVA exists... We've talked about over the years. I, I my, I've been speculating for years. It's in the quantum realm. Do you think the TVA, this TVA that from Loki, is working for this version of Kang? And if so, are we going to see them in this movie? I I like the idea of seeing them in this movie. Um, yeah, like that I, building we see with all those like you know, forces marshalling to, like, leave to go, like, fight. What if, like, inside that building is, like, the TVA? You know, like, what if the TVA is somewhere down there where we're, where we, where we're going to be with Kang? I remember there being a, like, a, a speculation that we saw in Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, like, a city in the quantum realm. I think it was the first Ant-Man, actually. Mm, no, it was the second one. It was, it was Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. Um... When the when Hank was leaving with, uh, with Janet in the the quantum right. train car, or the the quantum truck, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. When they were expanding, like when he was getting her out, the the probability field was shifting or whatever, and it was like, you know, seeming like it was destroying the area behind them. But like as they were flying through, you know, there was a, a, a what looked like a city in the background. And there's always there's been a lot of speculation that that city was the TVA, and like we saw the view from inside the TVA, like inside looking out, and it was just a whole bunch of whole bunch of stuff. Like there was a lot there that we had no idea what it was, and like could very easily be expanded upon. No pun intended. Um, could very easily be, uh, you know. Like more can be dug dug out of that, or and you know we can dig into that uh, that whole verse. But like, honestly, I I have no idea because like it seems like the quantum realm and everything that we have seen the quantum realm used for, like the quantum realm exists outside of the timeline. Mm-hmm. So like, if it exists outside of the timeline, how are there multiple Kangs? And like. How does Kang get there? And like, why? How is there a fight between, you know, the the several different different versions that ultimately ended up with He Who Remains? Like, right. is it that they're all? Is it a, is it a King of the Hill kind of thing? And like, they're all fighting for that one position from the quantum realm, which is like the best, you know, the best place to to rule of the other timelines, or or what? Like, I mm. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Yeah, it does. I've always, I don't know why, I think we we had this speculation early on, and I still kind of think this, and I don't know, um, I don't know what evidence I have, but I just had this idea that, like, and I still hold on to this, that, like, Ant-Man, what he's helping Kang do is, like, escape the quantum realm. Because it seems like, like, the quantum realm is a hard place to escape, you know? And he, we've seen him, like, building these forces, um... But I don't know. I, yeah, like maybe like whatever device Kang used to get there, like that's what 
Scott has to help him retrieve. You know, we've seen him like running into that thing with like the thousands of Scots like piling on top of each other, reaching for something, you know, like, and and he's doing something for Kang. It's like, maybe he's retrieving something that will allow Kang to start like using his powers like he wants to again. I don't know. I I really don't know, man. Yeah, like the the trailers are giving us so much just random things to to think about, and like the the thing the media that we've seen the the quantum realm and you know multiverse used in so far doesn't support anything. (laughs) This this may be the hardest one to do any kind of predictions for. Much like Endgame and Infinity War, like this is one where most, if not all, of these characters have been seen before. Like, there's not much in the way of new characters other than, like, you know, experience. And, you know, we get to dig into to Janet a little bit uh, and, you know, kind of get backstory on, like, where she's been for the last, you know, however many years, what, 30 years? Yeah, that's true. That's true. We're exploring, like, where she came from more in this one uh, from the look of it. And, or rather, where she came from from the last 30 years and you know she evolved or whatever because she was saying that like she's changed her time down there has changed her it's not so much adaptation that's a part of it but it's also evolution is what she said so like hmm. is it that everyone down there has evolved in some way to to kind of adapt to you know that that living experience and if so how and what triggers that and like there's a lot of there, I still I have so many questions about the quantum realm because we've seen so little of it. Yeah, for sure. Even though they used it like bent it to their will or, or used it for their own devices or whatever in Endgame, they just like passed right through. They're, like they skipped through it and then like mm-hmm. that was it. You know, we ended up in a different place and here we are. Yeah, for sure. Different place and time. Jeez. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We've seen so very little. Of it. I brought this up on a previous one when we spoke about it, but like. One thing I find really interesting is the idea that the quantum realm is mentioned and brought up in part one of Ant-Man. It's like searched for uh, Janet in part two, and now we're diving into it. And it seems like the quantum realm has been this like major overarching theme of the movies, and now like we get to see what it's really like. Um, and you talking about evolution made me think about Kang... Like a lot of what we've talked, we've talked about with Kang, like in the comics, is he likes to like create new versions of himself and like find perfection through that, like perfection yeah. through like iteration of the Kangs, you know, yep. find the ones he needs to accomplish his mission and to like perfect himself over you know multiple m- multiverses. It seems like at least in the comics, I, I, it just that sounds so confusing to try to express in a movie. Yeah, it's every Kang everywhere, all at. Kang. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, you're talking about that um, that idea, and it made me think about, like, Scott running through that field, and there's th- thousands of Scots appearing, right? Like, what if part of why Kang is down there is he's using the quantum realm to produce multiple versions of himself as like, like, I don't know. See, this is the thing. Like I've speculated the exact opposite that maybe the reason he can't go do what Scott is doing is he doesn't want more versions of himself. But now I'm sitting here thinking like, what if he is using the quantum realm to like somehow evolve himself? Like you're talking about her talking about evolution. What if he is iterating himself in the quantum realm to become more powerful so that when he comes out, he's like ready for whatever, Kang war he's about to enter into. 
whatever secret war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, the, yeah, we got Kang Dynasty first, though. Like, I, I'm, I'm still wor- wondering, like, the secret wars, is it going to be Kang related or is it going to be the fallout from what Kang did? You know? Or how, like, this is how we beat Kang is to become more powerful and and like collide all the universe that oh man i'm i'm leaning more and more into that theory uh of god emperor strange like the more time goes on the more i think maybe that was a good theory like that that theory that i brought up at dragon con where mm-hmm. like maybe doctor strange is the one that does what doom did in the secret wars comic mm. um, from like 2015 or whatever it was yeah 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 and it, that's like Bringing them all together to fight so they can fight Kang? Is that what you're getting at? Well, no, it was that the universes were colliding, and the only way to save everyone uh, from any of the universes was just to create a world that was an amalgam of several of the different worlds, or several of the different verses. Mm. Um, and they were fighting each other. Like, it was called Battle World or whatever, but it was, they were fighting each other just because of, like, like land war kind of... Uh, you know, territory control sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, to keep them distracted from him ruling, basically. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So we got we we have Kang, and he's such a it's just such a fucking question mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I just like I don't know because like we we don't there, there's so many. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. We're both like I just don't, I don't know I just don't know what Kang I don't know. <laughs> Like we're 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 talking about like let's make predictions and then we're like I don't know because <laughs> like they they have to make a movie that you know tells its own story but then it's it's a sequel to existing stuff and it's going to uh, it's going to make up you know new stuff it's going to launch or, a thousand kings well it's yeah it's gotta it's gotta set up it's gotta prepare for. You know these other things that it is it's setting up. It's it's establishing this baseline of character, but it's also got to tell its own little contained story, mm-hmm. and and at least have some resolution for itself. Other that otherwise, it's like why make like this isn't a movie. This is a part of a series. Like this is an episode in a series. Right. But it kind of is like a really big episode in a really big series, for sure. But it still needs to tell. Like, what story is it going to tell here, and how do we get? How do we get a threatening Kang here that also has some amount of resolution for the hero arc? Yeah. I think this <laughs> movie is, and this is why I, I'm worried for Scott. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, I think the point of this movie for Kang's character, they have to establish him as the kind of, like, you know, like we often talk about, like, with Thanos, when Thanos finally shows up, he's got to kick some ass. Like, he's going to have to show yeah. up and beat up some, like, heroes and, like, show us how powerful he is. And he did. He showed up and, like, massacred the Asgardians, you know, like, all of them. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. He did that. Powerful. He did that and destroyed Xandar off screen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we know how powerful Thanos is. I feel like we're finally getting to know this version of Kang, um, the Conqueror. I feel like we're going to need to, like, see him do some bad things. So, even if Ant-Man in the end can, like, somehow contain him or escape him or, you know, stop some evil plan of his, I don't see Kang losing exactly in this movie. You know what I mean? Like, in the end, he's not going to be defeated for sure. 
in the end, I think he'll, you know, use this as a stepping stone to his next adventure, whatever. Oh, man. What if... Oh, so you say, you know, we're worried about Scott, but like infinite multiverse, right? So like we can go grab another Scott. (laughs) Sure, yeah. (laughs) What if that's what Kang does, though? Like Scott Lang shows up and, you know, we say Kang is iterating on himself. What if he iterates on Scott? What if he has a bunch of different versions of Scott that he's trying to find, like, the one that will actually help him right with well, whatever that seems goal it is. to be what that's hap- what's happening with that sea of scots that's running to accomplish something for for kang i don't know if it's kang in like exactly in control but it does seem like um it actually is weirdly reminding me of the third matrix oh yeah with the <laughs> you know agent what i'm talking smiths. about well in the agent smiths it's like literally they're all fighting him but one of them is is the oracle and he says but I know which one kills you. So, like, we're not all going to have to fight you. It's going to be this one. Because yeah. I know this is the one that kills you. It's like, it's remind you know, yeah. There's, there's, there's multiple things that connect to those two things in my brain. Like, the multiple versions of one character. The sea of them running at, you know, an, a, an objective. Um, yeah, Scott Prime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We need, like, uh, yeah, that's interesting. And, and like, like, what does it mean? But, like, what if... You know, what if Kang is, like, killing Scott over and over again? Similar to the way that, like, uh, Doctor Strange did that in the fight against Dormammu, where he, like, let himself die over... He's like, I, I, I can't beat you, but I can lose over and over again, and I can lock you here with me. Right. What if that's a similar thing, that, like, Kang is doing that to Scott, and Scott keeps losing, keeps losing, keeps losing... You know, in this fight or whatever, this eternal fight with with Kang, and like, what if that thing that he says, uh, "I don't have to win, I just have to make sure we both lose," ooh, because ooh, ooh, ooh. he keeps losing, but Kang keeps not losing. So Scott's just trying to make sure that instead of him only him being the only one that loses, they both lose at least once. Yeah, I like that, and it's a little, it is a little too similar to like what happened with Doctor Strange, but I, I suddenly had this idea of like. So Scott has to choose, like the whole arc of Scott has been like, he's always been an unselfish dude. Yeah. But he's been trying to, because like, even when he he was, he was in prison at the beginning, but like, it was because he like, you know, fought for somebody's pension back or something like that, you know? They were overcharging their customers and he blew the whistle. Yeah. Fired him. What does he do? (laughs) (laughs) So he like... He's always been this guy who fought for the little guy or whatever. Um, yeah. No pun intended, Mr. Ant-Man. Um, <laughs> but, like, what if there are multiple versions of him that get offered this, like, you know, new life on a platter? And, like, Kang is, like, Kang keeps having to present to a different multiversal version of Scott. Like, you just need to take the bait, man. Take this bait. Do, do the selfish thing for once. But, like, the whole point is Scott just won't. Like, Scott just keeps doing the right thing. You know, like, doing the non-selfish <laughs> action. Um, I don't know. But it seems like, at least for part of the story, Scott is going to accept Kang's offer. Um but what if this is not the first time? What if this is like, you know, the fiftieth Scott that he's had to oh, deal with? God, yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, that 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 goes right along with what we were saying with Loki. It's like 
you know, this whole multiverse thing has existed long before what we're seeing. We're just seeing an iteration of it. Oh man, what if this is not the first Scott Lang to go down to Kang? Yeah, or or even like that Kang brought to himself. Like we don't really know what's yeah, going yeah. on. It it looks like he, you know, yeah. went down there himself, but no, this has all just been like Kang has been has had machinations in place to like right. he set all this up to where like Scott comes to him and is like, "Okay, this Scott, like what are we doing here?" Yeah, like he it, and maybe maybe not even Scott. Like we we could have like a Kang that's been bringing different versions of different heroes or champions. Oh, like he brings Ant Man down, but like this Ant Man is Scott Lang. It's like what? I was used to Hank Pym, or like you know, for whatever he's trying to do in the quantum realm. Like maybe he's tried different heroes. You know, he just keeps bringing different, <laughs> different. Like maybe there's like we see like a room full of like Kang's trophies of all the heroes that he's tried to get to accomplish this goal that haven't worked out and he's discarded them, you know? That's kind of like uh in Guardians 2, Ego's like mountain of bones. Yeah. Like yeah, all the yeah. all the spawn that he has tried to to have the light work with and yeah. The reason yeah. my brain goes to Ooh. somebody other than Scott is because Kang says that line like how have I you're an Avenger have I killed you before or like he like he doesn't remember you know so like oh, maybe man. he has maybe he hasn't maybe he's been down here like bringing Avengers all the time because he knows they're powerful and can like try to do whatever his goals are and tries to tempt them <laughs> man or I mean what if it's that like he's he's putting into motion things that generate this like quantum tunnel or not quantum tunnel quantum but the, uh, tunnel Quantum tunnel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Going with the Avatar, the last airbender. <laughs> I like it. No, I actually didn't know that was from that. Is that from okay. last airbender? Secret tunnel? Uh, yeah, secret tunnel. That's that's what that's from. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the, the whatever, the, the beacon, right? The, the thing that Cassie made. Right. Like, Kang is putting into motion... Uh, that being created in in however many universes, and you know whichever people are around, whenever that happens, like I'm gonna bring those people down, and we'll see if they can do what I need them to do. Yeah, or they yeah. Can, if they can solve my problem. I mean, I mean, who knows? Yeah, we're we're really getting deep on this like weird theory about Kang bringing people down. I don't, I don't know. I like it. I do like it, but I'm like, yeah, it's prob- probably probably not much evidence for it. I do think that it's very likely that the beacon being constructed by Cassie was somehow put into motion by Kang. Yeah, he's definitely going to be um, focused on Scott because, like, he he talks to Scott in the trailers so much about like. Scott wanting more time, not getting much time with Cassie. Like he knows about Scott's life, mm-hmm. and and the like the the several thousand or however many like the the bunches of different Scott Langs all like climbing on top of each other, like clambering together, like the like mm-hmm. the fire ants. Like that is what makes me think that there's a bunch of different Scots. He's like been bringing down a bunch of Scots or whatever. Right. Um, oh, oh, that's interesting. Like these Scots, and when he runs in there, it's not like we 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 kind of talked about him being split apart into multiple Scots, but it's not that. It's like he's running the same course that thousands of other Scots have run before. You know what I mean? Like yeah. these are real Scots that have also run this same trial or whatever. Yeah. Interesting. And maybe you know, maybe he doesn't kill them. Maybe he just imprisons them. 
And why though? But yeah, why like, though? Well, see, that's that's the whole thing. <laughs> so we're talking about all this stuff that might be possible with Kang and and Scott. But really, like the real question is like, what does Kang want? Like, what is his plan? He wants power. We know that. So is he trapped in the quantum realm? Is he using the quantum realm? Is he? We know he's building forces in the quantum realm. Is he waiting for something to happen? Uh, it seems like whatever's going on is he's waiting for Scott. Like that. I think. I think that's a pretty solid theory he's been waiting for someone who could do something that only scott can do Hmm. but he also had dealings with janet at some point as far as she seems really scared yeah she's terrified of she's like she's like turn the beacon off turn it off we don't want you don't know what's down there yeah so she knows something what are you so afraid of janet what are you so afraid of and we've talked about it in 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 the uh last episode we talked about the ant-man stuff like the idea that, like, Scott doesn't seem to know better than to make a deal with Kang, but part of that is that Janet is not around. So after he makes a deal with Kang and tries to help Kang, Janet shows up and tells him, like, what, no, don't help this guy. <laughs> what you the know? hell are you doing? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, man. So much. <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah, you know, for, for being a movie that has a lot of uh, a lot of characters, a lot of ideas that... We've already seen they're they're putting them together in ways that like we're having a really hard time thinking through like how this movie could even occur like how it could even occur as far as like like wh- how it unfolds yeah, yeah how it unfolds that's the words I'm thinking of thinking. yeah for sure okay well um so I feel like we spent thirty minutes talking about Kang's plan and I feel like that's what this episode is now called. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Kang so, yeah. the planner. Kang's way. We do have one piece of feedback that was Ant-Man related. Uh, you want to read that? And it looks like it's somebody else having their own theories about uh, what's uh, going here on we in go. this. You know we do better when we take other people's theories and modify them, right? That's right. That's what we do. <laughs> uh, Pepper Buchanan says, I'm typing this at 1.30am after binging both Ant-Man and the Wasp. I don't know the plural of these movie titles. The Bugs? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Very tired. And silly mood. So prepare for what my brain thinks is genuine genius thoughts. Yeah. Per always, lots and lots of love to the entire team for the amazing podcast. The way you sang the P-A-N-D-A had me damn near crying on my way to the bar shift today. <laughs> Thanks, Benjamin, for that. <laughs> First, I don't think Kang is wanting to give Scott more time with Cassie as a child, if I interpreted that from others correctly. That seems weird. Why would we completely destroy her arc? that we don't even know yet, so that he can have more time with her as a child. Is that what Cassie wants, just to erase her whole time and, and be tiny? I think, I think Scott is sick. Big sick. In the first movie, when Scott asks Hank why he doesn't just wear the suit and steal the stuff, he says it's taken a toll on his body. And we know Scott has, one, spent a lot of time in the suit, and two, spent a lot of time being big. Uh, three, spent five, five hours slash five years in the quantum realm. I think he wants more time to be healthy with Cassie. Second, what was stolen from Kang? Perhaps whatever gives Janet her magic hands. When Hank asks her about it, she looks kind of guilty, thinks for a second, and then says that she's evolved. Yeah, okay, Janet, with them E.T. fingers. (laughs) And third, that part where Big Scott is suddenly made of ribbons surrounded by many little langs, little langs, in Civil War, he says, if I tear myself in half, don't come back for me, or something like that. 
that was always a, a threat when uh, when he got big. We just never witnessed it, right? I, th- I think that was a threat. Did I make that up? I think we're just seeing a Scott die in the many ways a Scott can die. The ribbon-faced dude in the Moss Eisley Cantina was just a, a diversion. Anyway, stay super cool and rad. Mm, Pepper, those are some really good thoughts. Some really good thoughts. Yeah, like, I, I love that... Uh, that Big Scott being made of ribbons just another way that he can die. I think, I mean, that lends more more credence to the theory of, like, he keeps trying to stop Kang, and Kang just keeps bringing Scott's down, mm-hmm. you know, to lose, basically. Yeah, I've been considering it, like, I think we've seen him in that, in that moment also split into multiple Scott's, haven't we? Or does it always look like there's just a lot of Scott's running? I think it looks just like there's a lot of Scots running, not like he splits. I thought I thought there was at least one shot where it looks like one Scott splitting into two Scots, but I may be wrong. And that one where he like splits into ribbons almost looks like it's going into another Scott. It almost looks like the Scots are like splitting and reforming and stuff. Like it's very, very like Voltron. strange. <laughs> like Voltron Scott? No, not like that at all. <laughs> not, not like Voltron Scott at all. A lot grosser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If Scott is splitting and reforming, like will he have the memories of all of the Scots that were doing that run? If he does reform into one Scott at the end, you know, did he oh, just yeah, like yeah. live all those separate lives for a second? Like I could totally see Scott having that moment. <laughs> is he? Oh man, God! Deep cut from my uh, from my anime nerds. Like, is it is it Naruto uh, Shadow Clone style where like all of them all have a shared experience, and when he comes back down to the, just the one? Does it? Does all of that training come back to him? Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. I like it there, Matt. Yeah, yeah. But when he when he shreds though, when he goes, you know, into ribbons or whatever, that looked very similar to the way that um, Wanda killed Reed Richards. Yes, in Doctor Strange, kind of like stringified him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was what I thought when I first saw that. But now you got me thinking, like maybe he's like. Those ribbons are like splitting off Scott's coming back down to form a bunch of like, is he just a, uh, a bunch of uh, little versions of himself stacked up into one? Yeah. Like, is he just a bunch of Scott's in a trench coat? <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode name. A bunch of Scott's in a trench coat. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, what you know when you get a bunch of Scots together that are holding something together, it's called Scott tape. <laughs> what what do you think about Pepper's idea that he's sick? <laughs> I I love that. Um, yeah, I like it. And this is the only my only issue is that we just dealt with uh, uh, Jane Jane having you know cancer and like dealing with that like it feels kind of similar, but it's one of the oh, yeah sort of um, side effects of having a story with so many stories going on at the same time. It's like, right. you know, people get sick, and if that's part of the story, it, it does It does make a lot of sense that uh, Scott might be having those same negative effects that Hank had, and, like, maybe he's just not going to survive or something. That makes this movie a lot more poignant, I feel like. It very well could. It, oh, man. So, okay, okay. What if there is one version of Scott that wants to help Kang, but that version is sick? That version is the one that's sick. 
And that one is helping Kang in the background bring versions of himself down to like mm-hmm. to replace organs or whatever, or like to to try to oh, find gosh. the cure in himself. You know, like like breaking himself down to to build himself back up, you know, better. And like I can help you once I'm better. Right. And so you kind of get a version of Ant Man who's doing the thing like that a darker Kang version. is doing. Or like yeah. you're, like Kang has been like doing the same sort of thing, like building a better him by having using the multiverse. And so you're saying that like maybe Ant Man does it. It would be a nice way to um have Ant Man explain to us how Kang works by seeing it from like sort of Ant Man's perspective doing the same thing or whatever. Uh but yeah, it, it, I think I think we might be like down the rabbit hole with some of these <laughs> theories, and they were all kind of piling on top of each other. And like, I think Much we need like, like a bunch of Kangs, yes. or a bunch of Scots. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, all right. Well, any last thoughts about Kang and uh, Kang and his plan before we uh, before we get out of here? Yeah, well, I'm sure I'm sure we're gonna have more conversations about this before you guys write in. Let us know what you what you want to hear. Yeah, like, what are what, your what are wild your theories? Yeah, we lo- we love we love to talk about this stuff. It's just like it's really fun. Did any of these like, series make any sense <laughs> that we just like yeah. spun around for an hour? <laughs> yeah, I feel like we ended, we we talked about how we were going to like firmly set some uh, some expectations and some uh, some theories, and we basically just said I don't know for like an hour. Well, we had a lot of like little Kang theories. I, I think this was a lot of fun. Uh, and like you know, a little less um, formal than some of our podcasts, where we try to like get through some stuff, which we were planning to try to get through all the characters and talk about all of them. But I guess we'll save that for next we time. We talked about two. We <laughs> talked about two characters. When we really, we really mostly just talked about <laughs> Kang and like what is, what is Kang's plan, and that's fine. Yeah. that's good. It's good. Like we talked about Kang and Ant Man, like Scott Lang, in relative to Kang. <laughs> Yep, exactly. Uh, well, we've got a few more weeks to to speculate and like spin these ideas. So we'll hear hear from you guys this week, and we'll get back to it uh, to the to the theory grindstone next week. Yeah, we've still got two weeks to get uh, everything properly theorized and and make the movie ourselves before it actually debuts in front of us. So yeah, yeah, we we got this. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We'll we'll be back. Uh, and please, uh, we talked about it up top. We're, we're going to try to be mentioning it to the end of the podcast every time now. Uh, please, if you, if you can, support the podcast. Patreon.com slash MCUcast. And check out the tiers there. And uh, we'll be doing big things on the Patreon. I'm really excited about it. I'm going to go ahead and give a preemptive thank you to all the Illuminati-level members. Yeah. Um, all 15 of them. Illuminati-level Patreon members. Uh, I don't know who they are. Um, I don't know if we have any, but preemptive thank you yeah, for everybody that's going to go there. Yeah, man. For sure. <laughs> now, for any sport, like any level, is really, really appreciated. Uh, like, it would... it would, it, we, we could see the podcast really change... Uh, in a really good way, like start to have a lot more energy to put into it. If this is like, can be the focus, like more of our focus. So, all right, guys, well, we'll be back soon and uh, hope you guys uh, have a good week. Peace. Until next time, true believers. (laughs) 
Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.